This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode 44 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today I have someone from the great state of Pennsylvania who is also down here in Florida with us, Lauren Aller. And she is the VP, the Vice President of Operations with Clinical Compound Pharmacy. Lauren, welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. And I have to say the fact that you guys are also Philly natives, it just made it that much sweeter. So I'm doing great today. Despite this crazy time, I'm doing well and I'm happy to be here. And uh, yeah, just a great opportunity to talk about Clinical Compound. Well, let's hear because I, I, I got to be honest, I, I it, it's been one interview after another. And when I lo- looked at clinical compound, actually, Barb gave me a sneak preview last week. And and I said, I have no idea what that's all about. So share what, what what's clinical compound pharmacy all about. You know what? You're not alone. So many people, majority of people don't know what a compounding pharmacy is. So basically, we are the name of the pharmacy, like you said, is clinical compound pharmacy. We are a state-of-the-art compounding pharmacy located in Naples, Florida. We were established back in 2010, so we'll actually be celebrating our 10th year this spring, which is very exciting. But basically, we specialize in custom medications for a wide variety of practices. So our staff is made up of two doctors of pharmacy. So we have our owner. His name is Chad Stoneburner. He's a doctor of pharmacy, uh, University of Florida grad. And then we have our pharmacist in charge. We call him a pick. That's kind of like our term in our industry. For uh, His name is Norman Ruiz Castaneda, and he is also a doctor of pharmacy. We have three certified pharmacy technicians, and they differ from what a regular pharmacy. They actually are in the back in our lab making the medications all day long. So they are really like the bread and butter of our business. We have a customer service representative that does all the patient calls and doctor's office calls. And then myself, the VP of operations, which I wear many, many hats. I was at one point a person who bought toilet paper and um, in and out of the doctor's offices. A majority of the, you know, the really the whole focus of my job is physician outreach. I'm the one that's going to go into the doctor's offices and communicate what services we can provide to them and how we can help their patients in practice. Wow. Wow. And you brought up toilet paper, you know, it, it, oh, yeah, going know. On. that's an important for our listeners who are scratching your head, maybe a year or two from that one. And what's that all about there? Oh my gosh. Yeah. A crazy shortage of toilet paper uh, for quite a while. So, uh, yeah. wow. Yeah. You probably that was probably a full time job for you back then. <laughs> you know, it, it was a, it was I had to fit fit it in my day. You know we have to. You know, we got staff and they're there from you know nine to six p.m. So that's yeah. that's something you have to provide. But yeah. man, looking back at that, it was a luxury to be able to just go in and, and buy it without thinking twice. Yeah. Wow, yeah. times have changed. That's funny. So, Lauren, how did you get in this business? Uh, my, the business is, it's, well, I got into it kind of in a funny way. I had no idea what compounding was like, just like, you know, as I said, majority <laughs> of people, I had a friend that worked in a building up in Estero with uh, Chad, the owner, and he went off to start his own compounding pharmacy. He was, you know, most pharmacists are trained and they have very little training on compounding. 
They're mostly trained to go into, you know, commercial medications working at a Walgreens or, you know, the retail pharmacies. And Chad was an outlier and he had a wonderful idea to start a compounding pharmacy. And about, you know, three months after he started his business, he needed to hire a marketing person and he was smart. His first employer employee he hired was a marketing person, not a technician. He needed someone to go out and share that his business was there and he had something to offer the local community. And that's how I got started in this. And to be honest with you, it's a, I never saw myself in this industry. I, I graduated with a public relations marketing major. I thought I would just work for like a marketing firm, like all you know, young 22 year olds dream when they graduate college. But I truly found an industry that is my career. I'm in love with it. It's an amazing industry. We give back so much to, you know, to people. We're there. We're really, truly problem solvers. We're, we make solutions for physicians and we're, we're just helping people every day. And that's just the beauty of it. That's what's so nice about this, this actual industry of pharmacy. Wow. And speaking of the uh, industry, what, what myths, if any, are there that uh, you can dispel for our listeners? You know, a lot of people, when they hear compounding, the first thing they'll think is, oh, you know, you're not regulated like a regular pharmacy. You know, you must not, you know, you must not follow the same rules as a retail pharmacy or a commercial big, you know, commercial pharmacy like a CVS or Walgreens. And that myth could, Charlie, it could be not farther from the truth. Hmm. I would actually say compounding pharmacies, we even have stricter standards. Um, we're inspected by the Board of Pharmacy. We undergo, you know, routine inspections all the time. We have to follow very strict uh, guidelines in order to operate. So, you know, if you are a patient and you are, you know, given a prescription for a compounding pharmacy, you're in really good hands because you have someone that is trained specifically to make medications tailored you know, for your individual needs. It's not a one size fits all industry. And that's what's so beautiful about compounding. And in, in some ways, I mean, this is my opinion, but I would say it's even safer because we are putting out medications that are made tailor made for the me- for the patient, hmm. not just the medication that everyone, no matter how, you know, where you come from, your height, weight, everyone takes the same medication when it comes to right. commercial medications. So that's what's really nice. Another wow. thing I would say is, you know, some people might say, oh, well, compounding, that sounds expensive. You know, anytime that you deal with something that's tailor-made, like you think a tailored suit or, you know, something, it would be more expensive. On the contrary, we are in some cases more affordable than your large, you know, commercial medications. For example, I'll, you know, obviously we have the demographic to support it here in Southwest Florida, but your ED medications, you know, they can cost patients up to $90 a pill. And we are fifty to sixty to seventy percent cheaper than than those medications. You know, we make it in an alternative dosage form, but we can save patients a lot of money on medications, and a lot of people don't know that they they would assume different. So that's another myth that you know I have. Wow. To- <laughs> uh, wow. So so then, Lauren, how does it work? This is something that uh, the doctors connect their patients to you guys or is this a explain that process yes absolutely and that's that's really what my job is here for i go into the physician offices and i educate them on what we can you know what services we provide for their patients in a lot of cases compounding comes into play when you have a patient that doesn't fit 
you know, the mold for a commercial medication. So for example, perhaps someone has an allergy and a lot of the medications out there on the market, mm. they have a lot of fillers, they have dyes, you know, you name it, they right. put it in the medication. So in the case of, for a compounding pharmacy would come into play, we could make that medication without dyes or without lactose. You have a, a pediatric patient, an infant, they're very tiny. They don't meet the weight requirements of what a commercial medication that they need you know, is. So we could make it in a smaller dosage form. Um, alternative ways, you know, like a topical cream. If you have someone that can't swallow a pill, we could put it into a topical cream. It comes into really handy with pets too. You know, like if you're trying to give a medication to an animal that doesn't want to take it, you know, we could flavor it. We can put it in, in their ear. We can do so many different things, which is wow. cool. So what we do is I go in, I'll talk a lot of physicians now by 2020, I would say a good, you know, 80 to 90% are familiar with compounding. They've used it in some way during, you know, during the length of their practice, some more than others. Um, but it's, it's really nice because you can, a lot of the times you go in and you're able to give them something that maybe they've been looking for, or they have that one patient that, you know, they're just not making getting anywhere with and we can come in and provide a solution so that's what's mm -hmm. so, that's really what's beautiful about this industry we really are truly problem solvers and when a physician gets to very familiar and they understand compounding it's a huge asset to their to their practice now how about the the end user do, do you do much in a way of educating them so that they go to their physician and mention it or request or Yes, uh, I'm actually getting more into that as the years go on. You know, yeah. of course, it's a little hard because we are very niche and you we do require a prescription. In most cases, patients need to have right. a prescription to fill their, you know, in all cases need to have a prescription to fill their medications. But now, because a lot of patients are taking their health into their own hands, they're doing a lot of research, like, for example, hormone replacement therapy, a lot of people have started to, you know, they start reading about their health, they want to feel good, they want to live longer. So in that case, we do offer a lot of patient education. We're starting to reach out to patients, you know, to give them a voice. So when they do go into their physician, they can also advocate for compounding mm -hmm. as well, too. And that's so crucial and critical to, you know, mm -hmm. the longevity of our industry. Wow. Well, and how far reach are you guys? Are you focus mostly in Southwest Florida or, or do you go beyond? Uh, I would say our local, like our local Naples, Benita, Fort Myers area, that's our largest uh, patient population. But mm -hmm. we actually have, uh, we are licensed in a few other states and we do have a you know, decent amount of patients on the other coast. Uh, a couple years mm -hmm. ago, I went over to try to open markets in like the Fort Lauderdale, kind of up to like Boca Raton area. So we do service, you know, the two, you know, coasts of Florida, yeah. a little bit north of us, uh, south of Tampa, like the Sarasota area. We can ship, you know, we ship medications. So that helps a lot because you can really start to expand. But I would say, you know, like I said before, our local business is yeah. that's our real heart and soul of our of clinical compound. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's move on to fun. Not that this isn't fun. You know, so what does this Pennsylvania girl do in Florida for fun? Oh my gosh. Well, I love living in Southwest Florida. I, you know, I do miss certain things about 
Philadelphia, I have to say, you know, especially Bucks County, the fall, there's things that are beautiful, but yeah. I've been living here since 2007. I have not made any attempts to go back North. No offense to anyone from up North. That's <laughs> but I'm happy here. It's such a beautiful place to live. It's so clean. We have the beaches. I mean, it's just, it's a blessing every day to get up and call this your home. Uh, I am a mom. I have a 19-month-old a uh, little girl. She's Her name's wow. Natalie. She's super busy. She's just, you know, very active toddler. More, I think more so than others. But, you know, that's me. I'm biased. But I'm, I really just spending a lot of time with my family. I'm, I'm active myself. I enjoy uh, fitness on a regular basis. You know, food, family. I'm just a regular girl. I still have my Philly roots, but, you know, I... I have a big, and it's same with the pharmacy. We are, we're like a family business. We're a small company and everyone in our fam, our, you know, pharmacy is a family person, which is really mm -hmm. nice. So mm -hmm. we have, really have that caring aspect, which is, which is good mm -hmm. because we're, that's how we operate on a daily basis. And it, it really shows through our work. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help but that. It's so nice to be involved in a situation like that because so folks you're, you're spending, when you think about it, I mean, the people we work with, we spend the majority of our lives with, which is can be oh, a horror story for some oh, folks. I know. It's like an extended family. You have your work family yeah. and then you come home to your family. But yeah. true, you do. You spend, I mean, I've, I always laugh with my boss. I'm like, I've been with you longer than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> He's my most long, my longest, most loyal relationship. 10 years. I'll be, I'll be celebrating oh, 10 years. So other than spending a winter in Pennsylvania, can you describe Whoa. one hardship that you've had business? <laughs> yeah. Other than those cold winters that now apparently are still happening in May. Cause I think I even just saw that it was snowing in like New York another day ago. Yes, yes. I don't know. I blame it on the times, but yeah, you know what? I'm, back in 2012, and I don't know if you remember this, but there was uh, a pharmacy in Massachusetts called the New England Compounding Center. They uh, un unfortunately ran a, just a horrible business, and they, they had a nationwide business. They had a, a fungal meningitis outbreak. They did sterile compounding. They actually ended up, this is tragic, they had 23 people were killed based upon their negligence and over 600 people were injured, you know, sickened by wow. this outbreak. So unfortunately what happened is this, like you said, you didn't know what compounding was. A lot of people don't know what compounding was. This was the first time they were ever exposed to what a compounding pharmacy was. Hmm. So it just put a negative spotlight on our industry. And I know this industry inside and out. I've gone, you know, years and years to conferences with people all around the world. And these are some of the most highly trained, you know, careful people. I mean, their businesses are, are just, they're operated so perfectly with the highest safety. You get one person and unfortunately they, they just put such a bad name. So Believe it or not, during that year, we had to do a lot of um, a lot of PR to really separate ourselves. That this was just one person that didn't play nice in the sandbox, and that we had no affiliation with this. Um, I had to do a lot of, you know, press releases, really in uh, letters to doctors' offices, letting them know that we're not affiliated with this. So it was a little, you know, we definitely had to overcome something right there because it gave compounding a, you know, a negative, um, yeah. you know feel. And unfortunately, you know, as years went by, you know, people kind of forgot about it. I mean, I'm not saying that in a way that you would forget about the tragedy, but right. it lessened the news. And I think people realized that 
there is a separation. It was it was one specific you know pharmacy that unfortunately just had poor operation and they paid for it. I mean, they went to prison and there was a lot of, you know, they definitely paid for what happened, but that was hard at the time because, you know, we were still a newer business and you, I definitely felt the backlash of that, but we overcame it. And now Mm -hmm. I feel like we have incredible relationships with our physicians and our patients. People put a lot of trust in us and you can see that as the years go on, patients and physicians really come to us as a resource now and, you know, for guidance on certain things. And that, that feels good. That means, you know, you, you've done what you set out to do. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. How about if you were to share one thing you wish people knew about the company, what comes to mind? I would say, you know, compounding really has endless options. It's not just for somebody that's sick or you're injured or, you know, you need a medication. Compounding is something that you can use to improve your quality of life. That's what I'd like to really get out there. I'd like people to think about us. You know, we're not always going to be able to, you know, meet every single medication need, but I would love people to be able to think to us because we offer a solution that maybe they can't get through, you know, a regular pharmacy and, you know, for example, like hormone replacement therapy, or, you know, we can do nice, like skincare. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can do to really enhance people's lives that people don't necessarily think about. That's Mm -hmm. what I would like people to know is, is it's, we are a resource for them. And we have, you know, we just have an amazing industry with such intelligent, you know, innovative pharmacists and, you know, technicians and marketing people that we really can connect people when it comes to medications and even just healthcare in general. Awesome. What a resource we have in our backyard here. Yeah. Thank you. I hope, I hope more people will see us that way. Yeah, for sure. Well, Lauren, really appreciate you spending the time with us today and, uh, you know, enlightening, uh, I know many, many of our listeners, what would be the best path for them to learn more? Where should we send them? I would have them go- visit our website, www.clinicalcompound.com. And you can learn all about what we do, find out where we're located, you know, see the different things that we're offering. We, you know, you can email us. I'd be more than happy to, you know, explain anything further. If anyone heard something that they have a question on, our pharmacists are always available, you know, to talk. We even have right now um, the option to do uh, virtual consultations through our website. So we are just available for anyone that wants more information. And we, as I said, we'd love to be able to, you know, connect people and give them the resources that they need to really, you know, make their life better. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Lauren, thank you again. And we look forward to uh, catching up with you again in the future. Oh, thank you, Charlie. It was so, as I said, it was such an honor. And I just think you guys have a wonderful mission with this podcast. I was just so honored to be a part of it. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.